Well, hello, and welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Podcast. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia. Today's message is from our Wednesday night Bible study. We hope that this message blesses you as much as it did our congregation. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the Word of God. Okay, so um, as you know, we are continuing our study on proclaiming the gospel. Um, That's our theme for this month. So I'm going to read to you Romans chapter 10, verse 14. And the Bible reads, and how shall they hear without one who proclaims him? All right. Now, um, in Mark 16 and 15, the Lord Jesus, he gives this commandment. He says to um he says to go in all the world and proclaim the gospel to all the creation, right? So we ask ourselves, who is this command given to? Who is um who is he telling to go and pro- who is he telling us who is he telling to go into the world and and proclaim the gospel to all creation? All right? Um, at first, we may look at this verse and we might think that the Lord's com- the Lord's commandment is applying specifically to like the believers, or we might even think that it's um, that He's talking to like the apostles or the disciples specifically. But when He's telling us to go into the whole earth and proclaim the gospel, He's talking to all of us. He's talking to all of us that profess to be Christians. He's talking to all of us that. Um, that declare that we are a part of the body of Christ. And if we've received Christ as our Savior, then we have been qualified to proclaim the gospel to others. So if you're um in your workplace, if you're in your if you're in if you are uh, a young person, you're in school, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you have been qualified to um, God has qualified you to proclaim the gospel, and that is through your relationship with him and your um, your ability to study his word and to get into the Bible. Um, so some, a lot of us tend to think that in order for me to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, I have to be ordained. Um, I have to go through um a, diff, a special program or a certain school and or I have to have a, a degree in divinity and things like that um, in order for me to be able to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. But that is so far from the truth. Um, because of our experiences with Christ, um, we are able to proclaim the gospel and touch the lives of people. For example, um, you don't have to be um, – ordained as a minister or elder or preacher to have an experience with God. When we were lost in our transgressions and Christ touched our lives and he changed our situation and he um, gave us a new perspective on how we wanted to live and how we wanted to do things, God literally put a testimony in our mouth. And so with that testimony, we are able to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ by sharing what he has done for us with someone else. And so that's the beauty in the God that we serve. That The God that we serve, the God that we serve qualifies even the simplest people to be able to do the work of the Lord, to be able to serve in the kingdom. So um, 
we we see it, and we also see examples of that in the Bible. Um, if you think of the story of the simple um, Samaritan woman in John 4, that is like a perfect example. As soon as she believed in the Lord Jesus and she received him, and she she received him as the living water in her life, you know, she left her water pot, she went away into the city, and she started to tell people. She she was telling people, come and see a man who told me that all this man just sit here and he told me all that I had done in my life. And it's, and she's like, is this not the Christ? So she immediately went and just started proclaiming the gospel. She immediately went and started declaring, you know, the goodness of the Lord. She didn't wait to the um, go to a school to learn how to teach and to preach and to learn this and that and to have these fancy words or to be able to put a sermon together a certain way. She simply told people about the wonderful Jesus that she had met when she was filling the water pot. And just like her, we are all in a place or a position that we can go and tell someone about this wonderful God that we serve, that we can tell them about this awesome Savior that has entered our life. So in reality, excuse me, our crucified and resurrected Savior his com- you know his command was to all of us who believe he gave this assignment to everyone who confesses him as lord of their life he gave this assignment to all of us who um who have had an experience with him whose lives that he has touched he wants each of his believers to tell people the good news of his salvation and there is no better way to express the good news of his salvation than personal experience with Christ um, it's a beautiful thing to share stories of the Bible it's a beautiful thing to to tell about what he did for David and what he did for Moses and to talk about Jonah and Samuel and all these awesome characters who we know that God did great things for but how much more um, is it um, how much how much greater how much more greatness is behind us proclaiming the gospel or the goodness of God through personal experiences that we had with Jesus Christ? It makes us more relatable because if I sit down and I tell you what God did for me and you're going through the same situation, you are more inclined to believe that this God is able and this God is capable because this person has direct experience. It's just like when you um when you are looking for like a new bank or a realtor to buy a house or um you want a referral for a plumber to come fix your fix something in your home. You'll take a reference from somebody that has had an experience with that person to that can speak to their qualifications and how good they were and how well they performed the service. It's the same thing with us. Even though yes, it sounds good that you know he that um, this was done for Noah and this one was done for this person and that person in the Bible, it takes it a step up. It takes it a step further. It makes the um, experience more personal and it makes things um, more uh, exciting for the person that you are speaking to when you're talking to them from your first hand experience with our God, with our Savior, with um, with what he's done for you in your life. How he, you are visible evidence. Your physical situation is physical evidence to speak and, um, and, and to demonstrate and to show in living color what our God is capable of, okay? Um, now like that we know that everybody is expected to proclaim, you know, we have to just understand that we're so blessed 
when we don't resist or argue with the Lord to to fulfill this this commandment that He's given us, right? We're blessed when we when we do that. When we take it on in our heart to say, you know what, Lord, um, I accept your commandment to go out here and proclaim the gospel and to obey you. And if I if I can go out here and I share this with, you know, if I go out here and I share what you've done with done for me with other people, I know, Lord God, that you're gonna not only are you gonna bless me, but you're gonna bless their life as well. The first thing we have to realize is people need to hear the gospel. They need to hear the gospel. Romans 10 and 14 shows us how people can be saved. It says, how then shall they call upon him into whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without one who proclaims him. They, the, those that are lost, those that do not know Christ, they need to hear from those of us who had the courage to believe in this gospel, those of us who had the faith to trust God to do something in our lives. They are relying on us to share with them this God that we serve. They are relying on us to put it out there for them to be able to see and to know what he is capable of. We proclaim the gospel so that people can hear and believe in the same Savior who died for us, that they will know that he died for them too, and that they have an opportunity to be resurrected in the next life just like we do. And we have to be transparent and vulnerable to the point that we let them know, like, if we doubt it for a minute, don't be afraid to say, yeah, there was a period that I doubted. Yeah, there was a period that I was afraid. Um, immediately, I didn't know right off if I could really trust this thing. But then I, I, I remember a scripture where the Lord says, um, try, me, try me and see. You know, taste and see that the Lord is good. We have to, we have to be honest with people about our journey to finding Christ when we are proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to unbelievers. None of us was born a believer. Every one of us that is a believer in Christ today, we were not always enjoying the salvation. It was only because someone proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ or shared the goodness of the Lord with us that we even came into relationship with him. And so in turn, we owe it to our friends, our family, and our loved ones and other people to let them know that God is necessary for them to live. God is necessary for them to overcome the hurts and to deal with the transgressions and the things that they face in life. They need to see and to hear from you what our God is capable of, who our God is. We all know somebody who needs salvation. Maybe it's somebody you work with. It could be a neighbor. It could be a friend of yours. Um, it could be somebody in your family. People are hurting all around us, especially during this pandemic. There are a lot of people that are lost. There are people that are empty. There are people that have been traumatized, that have gone through different things and hurts. And there are things that you have gone through in your life that you are ashamed to share or ashamed to talk about that God has delivered you from that God needs us to share with those that are lost and th that do not know him. That's how we make, how we assist in the transition. You know, the, the purpose of our existence is 
is, is to declare the goodness of God. We owe the people that we come in contact with, we owe them the gospel. We owe them that. We owe them that because God loved us enough to allow someone who went through something, whether it was your grandmother or your mama who introduced you to the Lord or it was a stranger on the street or a mentor or a friend or a coworker or a colleague, regardless of who introduced it to you, you know, they felt obligated or felt a, a, a need to obey God and share his glory with you. And so now we can't be selfish. We have to be just as loving and kind and considerate and share the same thing with others. It's, it's so important, saints. It is so important. This is why we have to obey the Lord's solemn command to proclaim the gospel to others. We need to flow out. You know, we have to flow out. To be spiritually healthy, you know, we have to make sure that we are spending time with the Lord daily. You know, in the morning, it's best to feed our hearts with his word. It's, the, it's best for us to pray because I think I personally feel like that's how we set the tone for a good day, by waking up, getting in our word, and getting a prayer in, and then, you know, um, having our mind focused on the Lord so that as we begin to start our day, we'll be able to flow out. You know, sharing Christ with others is it's 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 not just a necessity, right? When we don't we feel when we don't share God, we should feel like something's off. When we don't have a when we don't when we see somebody's situation and we know that the answer to their situation is the Lord Jesus and we don't go the extra step to share Christ with them, we should feel off. It, something shouldn't feel right with us. We should feel convicted. And this is because the Lord, he lives in us, and because he lives in us, he wants us not to believe and enjoy him for ourselves, but he wants us to allow him to flow out of our lips and out of our hearts and out of my, our actions into the lives of others. We can still use us, you know, we can still um you you know we can still use the word to um to spread the gospel, but you know again we can use our experiences with him, and we can also use gestures of kindness, which I talked about last week. You know, and and in and, and these are and all putting all these things together, this is how we allow it to flow out. This is how we allow our experience with Christ to flow out, and this is how we show him to others. And it'll flow out. It'll the words will flow out of your mouth like water. God will give you the words to say. The sometimes He'll touch your heart to 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 be a blessing, and you'll know just what to do. Um, but again, it starts with us making sure that we're filling ourselves up with the things of the Lord. So then, when we start out our day, and those opportunities come, and the Spirit of the Lord speaks to us, we'll know just what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and why we're doing it. Okay. You know, when we don't tell others about him, we are blocking off, we're blocking the flow of the Holy Spirit. And we're not only depriving others of the gospel, we're affecting our enjoyment or our relationship with Christ. You know, because I can't feel good about knowing the God that I serve and not, and, and, and willfully and knowingly miss an opportunity to share his goodness with someone else that I know needs him. And anybody that's in a relationship with Christ, they probably are experiencing or would experience the same type of situation. We got to trust in, excuse me, we have to trust in prayer and we have to trust in the gospel. Prayer 
prayer is a part of proclaiming the pro, I can't talk, sorry. Prayer should be a part of proclaiming the gospel, okay? Um, and the way that it becomes a part of praying, the, the way that prayer becomes a part of proclaiming the gospel is that when we pray for salvation or we pray for the salvation of others or we come across a person and we begin to minister to them and, and share the goodness of the Lord with them and um, we kind of take them under our wing and start to disciple them and they get to that point where they want to make that transition before they get to the place where they say, you know what, I'm ready to receive him, we have to be in a place that we are already praying that God opens up that person's heart so that what you are proclaiming to them through your words, through your deeds, their heart will be softened um, softened and not hardened against the word of God so that when the time comes, they can make that transition and say, you know what, I want to come into salvation. I want to come and know the Lord. And so that specific person that you're praying that the Lord comes into their heart, when that time comes, then you're ready to take the prayer to the next level. So instead of you praying separately for them for that situation or having prayers with them just to kind of, you know, pray about their situation, now you're ready to do the ultimate prayer with them and have that take that moment to pray the prayer of salvation with them and help them through that process. You know, the word of God is so powerful. We know that Paul said in Romans 1 and 6 that, um, what does it say? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't want to, I'm going to paraphrase. This might be right, but I'm paraphrasing. But um, but it's the scripture that says that we are not ashamed of the gospel. And we know that it is the, we know, for we know it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Uh, both to first, I think, but what we have to understand is we can't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to take the initiative. We have to be bold. We have to be willing to stand firm on what we know and believe. We have to be able to love people enough to tell them the truth of God's word. And I can tell you, the first time somebody introduced me to the gospel for real, for real, like I grew up in church all my life and I thought I was saved, but I wasn't really saved. I had religion, but I didn't have relationship. And when I had to face the hard truth that I did not have relationship with God and that I hold to just, you know, I was church and I was going to service and I would hear a word and this and that, and I really had not, um, really had not come to know God for myself, I was living this plush life. You know, I felt like I was saved and I was, you know, um, I'm good. I can mess up and I just pray and repent and keep going. But I wasn't going around telling nobody about God. I was not going around telling anybody about what God had done for me. And to have a, a mentor tell me, oh, my gosh, that's selfish. Like, how dare you? And I, it cut a little bit, you know. And when we start going through the scriptures and going through the word, and I realized I had a responsibility to others to share the goodness and the glory of God with other people, yes, that stings. And then sometimes in sharing that, you know, sharing scriptures with people um, and, and even sharing scriptures with brothers and sisters in Christ that's in the faith as we're holding each other accountable, sometimes sharing a, a scripture about, you know, how we should behave or how we should do things, yeah, it hurts because 
that's what the gospel is meant to do. It's it's meant to um repro- the re- to to it's meant to cause us to repent and to change. It it's meant to cause us to look in the mirror at ourselves and to examine our lives and to do what we can to align with the will of God that we can walk out and live out this gospel in a way that we can please our Father and we can also convert help to convert others to a life that is better than what the world has um, kind of uh, pro- uh, projected on us as good. Because when we look at the things of the world, you know, people get excited and people feel like, oh, my gosh, um, this person got all this money. They got this car. They're doing this on TV. They're doing that on TV. But those things that they're doing or that money that they have, if they didn't get it the right way, if they're not, um, if they're not living the right way, if they're not being an example of Christ and, and they're not demonstrating the gospel through their actions and through their behaviors and, and things like that, then there's a problem. There's a problem. And so somebody has a responsibility that's in that person's circle to say, hey, sis, hey, bruh, let me just tell you about this God that I serve. Let me tell you how awesome he is. And let me tell you the promises that come along with being in relationship with him. And, no, I can't tell you that every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows. No, I cannot promise you that you won't suffer sometimes. No, I can't promise you that. Some days um, you won't cry or you won't still face adversity. I can't promise you that. But what I can promise you is that we serve a God who is faithful. We serve a God who will never leave you nor forsake you. We serve a God that um, if you do, um, if you stand on his word, his promises are true. We serve a God who will open doors that no man can shut and will close doors that no man can open. We serve a God that will protect you from hurt, harm, and danger, sickness, and disease. We serve a God who can raise you up off of your sick bed or um if you just have the faith, you we serve a God who is amazing and who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or ma- or imagine. But all we, but in order for us to take part in this God, in order for us to um, experience these promises of God, He does require some things from us. He does. And so if you're willing to do these things, if you're willing to trust him, if you're willing to stand on this word, if you're willing to study this book, and if you're willing to make your life transition and shift to look like um, how uh, he has outlined it for us, then let me talk to you about how we can get you there. Let me talk to you about this awesome God that I serve. That's our responsibility. That is our responsibility. Our responsibility is to proclaim the gospel in our words and in our deeds. And our responsibility is to um, not keep God all to ourselves, but to give him to those that are in need. Now, we talked about this last week. Everybody's not going to accept. Everybody's not going to get on board. Everybody doesn't want to change. And that's okay. That's okay. We're going to knock the dust from our feet, and we're going to keep moving forward in prayer for that person, praying that God will soften their heart, and someday whoever God says will be able to um, share word or share scripture or do a deed or proclaim the gospel in their life and help them to the other side. Make it your priority to ensure that you are proclaiming the gospel even when nobody's looking. Because like I say all the time, 
People are watching you, and you don't even know that they're watching. And you don't know how your behaviors and your actions are empowering somebody else or encouraging or influencing somebody else to want to pursue God or want to know God just by the way that you live. Amen? Um, So for a subject, I would simply say proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. At this time, we are going to prepare to receive our offering, and our stewardship lesson for tonight is going to be brought to us by our very own Elder Janice Brown. Amen. We really hope that you enjoyed today's message and that it was truly a blessing to your soul. We would like to thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day.